to Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 1, Episode 5. Imagine you're recruited from the Midwest to be a model in New York City. But the pain you've had since you were a kid gets worse and worse. Then one day, a stranger in a coffee shop asks you a question and it puts you on the path to ending your pain and banishing your counterfeit sleep. And it transforms your life. That's exactly what happened to today's guest, Lauren Koenig, the co-founder and CEO of TWIP, Travel with Interesting People. Let's listen in as Lauren tells her amazing story. Hey, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I'm so excited to be talking to you. I know a little bit about your story and and what I know is amazing. And I really can't wait to hear the whole thing. And I'm so excited that you're here today with us to share it. So can you go ahead and and tell us your story? Absolutely. Thanks, Tara, for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, any, Any way that I can give back to people understanding why they're tired all the time and helping them kind of, you know, put those pieces together. I, I'm always 100% willing and able. And so thank you so much for having me on this thank you, because That's exactly our mission to really help people connect the dots. So we are on, we are on the same mission here. Well, absolutely. I think the, you know, a couple of 10 years ago, uh, I don't think I could have had this podcast until afternoon. I would have had bags under my eyes and I probably would have had to have, I don't know, five to 10 cups of coffee to even be coherent because things were just so incredibly exhaustive in my 20s. Um, I'm originally from Chicago and I'm currently today almost 39 years old. And my issues, as I say, my my sleep issues started right around 13 years old. I think my story, what's important to know is that I had TMJ, which is a jaw disorder. And um, it runs in my family and mine was very debilitative. And basically I was constantly having, you know, popping and grinding and clicking in my jaw. And I did treatments all the way from getting my wisdom teeth removed, equilibration, which is basically where they file the back of your teeth, uh, splints, every type under the sun. I had my teeth pulled, braces, uh, the whole shebang. And all of it was just a band-aid, right? It was just one band-aid after another. And so you know, living with pain and headaches and migraines where you wake up every single morning and you're throwing up or the sound of your mother's nagging voice really makes you want to jump off a cliff. Uh, I think that is, um, you know, can, can get to a point where you just, you're like, this is my life. Like, this is just how I'm supposed to be. You know, let me just jump in for one second, because that is such um, an important point that you're making right now that when you deal with things for so long, even though they're different than what everybody else is dealing with, they become, you know, normal for you, right? They're your norm. And so you're like, okay, this is just how it is. And I think, especially since you said, uh, you know, it's a family thing, we tend to say, okay, and we resign ourselves to thinking this is just how it has to be. But as we continue to hear your story, we'll realize that's not the case at all. Exactly. And I think life can be very much summed up as you don't know what you don't know, right? There's lots of you know popping and clicking that goes on right here. And so whether you have any jaw tenderness or um, any fatigue in your jaw, you should never have that. Not even a little bit. And mine was just like, I would open my mouth and you 
pop click. It was just like, you could almost hear your brain rattling and it started off very tiny. You know, like the, you know, the symptoms are very small and it just continued to get worse and worse over the years. So this is probably like I said, 13, all the way up until uh, 28 is when I was wearing a splint. Uh, I was diagnosed with colitis, ulcerative proctitis when I was 18. And I always had a really big issue of losing weight. So I was always very inflamed. Um, I had acne, my nails didn't grow, my hair didn't grow. And then I found out I had, um, you know, about 28 sensitivities, food sensitivities, so IgG sensitivities. And I found that out because I was working out so hard, so desperate to lose a pound. And so when you eat chicken and almonds and, you know, very vegetables, you should be losing weight and, and working out properly. But I had inflammation because of these food allergies, which prevented my body from losing weight and holding on to that fat. And so I believe that that also uh, inflamed my ulcerative proctitis, which is inflammation of the colon. And so mine was like the bottom, you know, you know, inch of it or whatnot. I still have colitis, but I've been in remission and I can talk about that later. Um, but this is all kind of, you know, we call this for women, your baby making years. And it doesn't mean that's when you're supposed to have babies, but as God intended us, your hormones start to change and between 18 and 24, you're your most fertile. Right. And this is where your body starts to just like kind of lose its mind. And this is where all of our issues really kind of come out uh, to the surface. And so here I am, you know, having, you know, can't lose weight. I have food allergies. I have TMJ. I have ulcerative proctitis. I'm getting sick constantly strep throat nine or 10 times a year, double kidney infection, hives, you know, where I'm in the hospital, uh, you know, just so many really weird situations that would go on in college where I would come home after, you know, my third swim practice of the day. And I'd have to basically get some homework done. I'd be up until midnight. And my mom'd be like, go to bed. I'm like, I can't, I have homework. Yeah. And then I'm up in the water by 4am. People think I'm joking. Like I was in the water by four in the morning. So, so, you know, that actually, if I can jump in again there too, because that's such a common part of so many stories, uh, people's stories as well, is that you come to relying on the adrenaline. I took up rock climbing in my forties, you know, because it was just like, I needed something to just help me keep going. And then, and, and I think a lot of women end up training for, um, iron, you know, triathlons and stuff. They really get into it in their forties. And what they're, you know, really trying to do is compensate for the fact that the sleep is a problem. So very common. Ask yourself today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? Go to isyoursleepmakingyoutired.com and get your copy today. So then, okay, so tell us, go ahead then, um, you know, you, you, you clearly it was uh, a tough, <laughs> a tough way to live with everything that you had going on. I think with teenagers too, you know, and, you know, um, college students, like you're just the grind. We were so sleep deprived. And, and so because you were busy, you just didn't realize that you were running on adrenaline, that you were working with like just fumes, right? And I did this for years. And I think even being a, not an athlete, I think a lot of students do this too. And so now, you know, get me into college and now I'm actually swimming and my grades matter. I mean, high school was great, but now my grades actually matter in high, in college. And, uh, you know, this is where I realized like, okay, I cannot survive on such a little sleep anymore. And so I spent, I, I mean, one college students are known for that anyways, but I spent most of my college career completely sleeping. So I would do only evening classes. You know, I would be up till three, four in the morning doing homework. And so 
you know, I'm in college. I remember just falling asleep in some of my classes and just, it was, you know, I, I always joke. I'm like, I should have majored in napping. And <laughs> this was just, this is just part of the lifestyle, right? It's just kind of like, you know, it's like being a DJ or something like yeah. there's a Lauren is really, you're believing, right? This is how I am. Yeah. Exactly. So look, fast forward pretty much into uh, my, you know, first, you know, my adult career. And I remember that I would work out on my lunch break, but then I slowly started um, sleeping under my desk. I would take naps at work, mm-hmm. like legit naps as an adult at work because I could not keep my eyes open. I totally and- agree with you. I, I, I did the exact same thing. Yeah. And I wasn't a really good napper either because I never wanted to nap. I would just be like, I can't keep my eyes open. And so your heart's like pounding. Cause like, there's too much light in the room and you just need to close your eyes because like, you're just, your body's like just trying to keep itself awake. I always compare it to, uh, you know, a cell phone, right? What do we do at night? We plug our phones in, put them on the charger. So we have a full battery the next day. But what happens if you forget to plug in your phone? You you know, the next day you run out before you know it, that phone is in low power mode, right? Things are are not working as they should. The potential is there, but you can't access it because you don't have the power, right? And then what do you do? You spend your time saying, hey, I need to get a charge. You you, you have a a charger here? Where, Where can I go? And it becomes this like anxiety producing thing. And you're just running on, on, you know, you get caffeine, you, you, you resort to naps, you work out to get the adrenaline, but all these compensations, right? Absolutely. So good. All right. So caffeine was a big part of my, uh, my, my, my strategy or my tactics, right? Like I lived on caffeine and when I moved to France too, um, I worked less cause you know, I was in a European at the moment, um, but I still, my caffeine intake was just like out of control. And I've, I've, I have since then slowed down on the caffeine intake and I love coffee because I love the smell and the taste, but basically that caffeine is what completely got me um, through life. And, you know, honestly, like, I'm kind of glad I never discovered or understood like speed, right? Because I probably would have been the first student to like pop pills. Yeah. How bad it got, you know, to a point you needed like, something, right? You need something to function. It was awful. Yeah. So um, you could tell with my face too, like you, again, you, bad habits, it kind of is all encapsulated as a college student, but then you, know, you get into your twenties and your thirties and you're still having the same issues. And you're like, and I, I remember, you know, becoming very, very health conscious and kind of almost like spec other side and nothing mattered, like didn't matter what I did, but here's the thing. I never realized like, oh my God, I'm so tired all the time. I just was tired. Absolutely. Like, there was no like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. It was just, this yeah. is my life. Yeah. And so there was not, there wasn't like that self-awareness because I never knew better. Right. It, it, it's like, it's such a slow um, descent, I would say, right? Like you said, it started for you at 13. So now it's over tw- 20 years later, you're talking about, right? And it ha- you've slowly gotten, you know, lower and lower in your functioning and everything, but you don't realize it because it's a slow degradation. That's probably the worst part of it all that you just, you're like, okay. And you just like, you're so tired. You're just like, okay, this is, this is just how it is. It, you don't even, you don't even question it. Perfect. So, so tell us Lauren, and I mean, clearly this was a, a huge challenge in, in, you know, your life really was a huge challenge for you with, with all this going on. So then 
what happened? What, what, what changed? Because you don't look tired now. You look, you know, stunning, right? So tell us what changed, what happened? Oh, I feel so blessed. I get really like a little emotional when I think about it, but I moved to New York city. So actually first I found out I had a whole bunch of food allergies, stopped eating those foods and lost a lot of swellingness. Right. So like I was on my path to a little bit of a healthier life. And so my nails and hair grew and my skin got better. And I ended up getting recruited to New York to model. And as you know, most models will tell you, you always have a bar job or a hotel job or a you know, coffee job. Um, and I ended up working at a luxury hotel and I was their bar manager. And it was this really beautiful, um, you know, kind of cafe area. And I remember one day working and it was, it was nice because I didn't have to work late nights. Um, I was able to, uh, you know, get my hours of sleep, but still it was an easy job. And so with that being said, I was, you know, making coffee for a woman one day named Dr. Cortez. And she looked at me, she was like, excuse me. She's like, do you, you know, do you have TMJ by any chance? And I, I actually, I'll never forget this moment. I actually like turned around and I was like, did you hear my jaw pop? Like to me, that was the only way she could know. Yeah. Right? I was like, you're nuts. This woman's insane. She goes, your face is falling. And I had just gone the week before to go see a dermatologist for Juvederm for my marionette lines. Wow. So started to be like, cause they were so deep and they were so dark. And I was like, you know, I, I don't find myself to be like, I, I hopefully will age gracefully, but there was something I was like, oh my God, these are just terrible. And I remember just like, you know, this life of just kind of hunching over, you know? Yeah. And so she's like, your face is falling. And I was like, oh my God, what do you mean? And she's like, you know, what's wrong? I'm like, yeah, I actually do have team J. I, oh my God, I'm in pain right now. I mean, so she, she, she basically was like, come to my office for a checkup and let's just see if you might be a good candidate. And I was just like, whatever. I was like, okay. But I did it because I was like, if there's a 1% chance that like, maybe this woman, there's this new thing then fine. But she like hyped me up in a weird way. Like I basically like went with a stranger for candy. Like, I'm not kidding. Like it was, I didn't know whatever she was talking about. And so I ended up going to her, to her uh, office. I got a retainer. I was like, okay, another retainer, whatever. Right. This is not going to do anything like, but this retainer was special and different. And she basically made me journal every time I'd come in for an adjustment, which was every four weeks. And I was a very good patient. I was a very good patient. And uh, I would write down kind of my symptoms and how I was feeling. And within six months, I was pain-free and my jaw stopped popping and clicking. And to me, right then and there, after six months, I was like, hallelujah. And remember, I didn't know I was tired. So yeah. let me still say that I didn't, I still didn't know I was tired. I went in for jaw pain. Right. So you got the relief from the jaw pain in six months, which you had had for over 20 years at this point. So you were, you were as happy as a clam, but then there were more benefits, right? Yeah. I basically went on to like, like it was Christmas day and it was like, okay, great. Like, here's a really nice, you know, um, you know, here's an iPhone. And then, you know, I turned around and they're like, oh, actually it's a Ferrari. Like, <laughs> like that's kind of how it was going to Dr. Cortez because after, um, you know, I was really in treatment. I want to say for like three years, halfway through my treatment, like we need to get you a sleep study. And so I did it at, at home sleep study test and my numbers were actually still quite low. And she was like, you were definitely apneic. And I was like, what? Actually, huh? what? Like, she's like, you were apneic. And I still didn't understand that I was tired. Right. So we're about like a year into the whole um, process. Again, it's literally as simple as going and putting a retainer in your mouth at night, 
keying it to where you basically expand it when you go in every four weeks where she basically will adjust it to make sure that you can expand enough. I know our listeners won't really realize what the importance of expansion is, but if we back up for a second, if we, if we say, if you have a, um, you know, if you're tired and you find out that you do have a sleep problem, what's really happening is even if you think of the word sleep apnea, sleep apnea isn't a sleep problem per se, right? Apnea literally means without lung. So it's really a breathing problem that happens during your sleep. And basically when you stop breathing during, you know, your sleep, your body says, Hey, Hey, like, let's take care of job number one. Let's get back to breathing. And so you end up getting pulled out of the deep phase of sleep. And that is why if you if you don't spend enough time in, the, in the, this deep phase of sleep you your body doesn't get your brain doesn't get to recharge and it doesn't get to do the repair of your bo- of your whole overall body and that's why you're tired that's why you have all these other uh, problems because your brain is basically functioning as a, you know like half at a half, as half a commander. And yeah. so what, as Lauren, as you're saying, if you're able to expand that, you're able to essentially open up what we call the airway, what some people would think of as, as the old windpipe or any of that. It's really just a space. And if things haven't grown the way you need it to, that space is compromised and it can get you into trouble when you're sleeping. So this expansion and all other methods of opening up are really essential if you want to be able to um, kind of, uh, you know, it's basically what leads to counterfeit sleep. If you want to be able to banish, banish counterfeit sleep, you have to, um, you know, address these in different ways. Tell us how your life has been since you've had this treatment? Well, it was a slow burn, right? So, you know, I remember one day I went to Dr. Cortez and I was like, so I'm dreaming. Mm. And she was like, what? And she's like, oh, you're an REM. I'm like, uh, what does a rock band have to do? With yeah, that? yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, you're totally, you're actually to a point where you're staying asleep and you're getting into that deeper sleep. Like you just, I, I would always keep, like, keep getting woken up. That I would never get into the REM. Totally but understand. You, the amount, I sleep eight to nine glorious hours a night, like I, almost to the minute where I don't even need to set an alarm. If I go to bed, it is eight and a half hours from that moment that I fall asleep. And I fall asleep very quickly now too. And it's not because I'm passing out. Right. It's like, you know, from exhaustion, I like actually go into this nice sleep and I wake up and I, the dreams that I have, I actually figure out life problems like yeah. in my day-to-day we life. should be doing that we should be doing that's what dreaming is supposed to be but about the amount of detail yeah yeah these dreams and the conversations that I have with people mm. are I wake up and I actually remember them yeah yeah so I still wear my retainer right because I'm I, I'm so terrified of ever slipping back into you know jaw pain because what here's the thing as a TMJ patient you're always a TMJ patient no matter what forever Mm-hmm. So even if you have the retainer that opens and fixes your pain, you're still a TMJ patient. So my, you know, being an, I'm an entrepreneur, right. And, um, you know, I have I mean, a lot of, if, if, you, if you say as being an entrepreneur, did that come about since you've had that treatment or were you always, um, like, I really want, I really want our listeners to appreciate yeah. how much this has changed your actual day-to-day life. I think that, you know what I mean? my, I always had the entrepreneurial, you know, spirit inside of me, but I believe that once I got the rest uh, and the clarity and the vision, uh, you know, because of, you know, great sleep and my colitis going into remission, my weight being stable, um, my face actually changing. I grew a half inch. Uh, my modeling agency was like, 
did you do surgery? And I'm like, I didn't do any Botox. I didn't do any Juvederm. Like I didn't do anything in my life. Like it almost like I reversed, you know, time. Did you see a difference in your modeling career? Uh, And since, um, Uh, yeah, I mean, and you never know, because I mean, like, I don't do that much anymore. I think I'm more in the public space of, you know, speaking and things like that. Um, but it definitely, the longevity of my career. Like, I, I don't feel like it just stopped all of a sudden. I still feel like it's possible. Um, you're, I'm aging actually gracefully instead of like turning into the, the gremlin. I feel like yeah, like yeah, back. And the collapse, sell, right? The collapse. And you can sell, you know, with someone's back, um, and even their posture and, and how that, that kind of ball on the back of their neck, like that's that it just gets worse as you get older. You just kind of oh, turn into this little yeah. gremlin. So my energy, obviously I've always been energetic. I've always been outgoing and, and, you know, so I've heard personality, but there's a point where like, I wake up and I'm on yeah. and I don't nap, cannot nap, will not nap, never needed a nap. And like, when I go to bed, it's like, and I go to bed and I sleep. It's like, you can actually yeah. see the recovery, um, when, when I'm sleeping. And so you know, I don't need tons of caffeine. There's no crashing. Now, let me tell you, if I don't get my eight or nine hours of sleep. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can, like, oh my God, what's I can happening? tell you what, I, I will admit that, you know, I am, I am the essential sleep strategist and this is what I help people do, but I have been having trouble sleeping since October. And I have on some days actually have had to have a nap. But I know why this time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know for years and years. Yeah. This time I know exactly what it is because I have a puppy. <laughs> I got a puppy in October. So she's waking me up in the middle of the night. It's gotten better now. But let me tell you, there were some nights where I'm, you know, I'm waking up in the morning after being up with her and I'm, I can barely open my eyes and I'm reaching for the, the cup of tea with the, you know, everything. And I'm going, oh my goodness, like this is what life used to be like every single day. But I never questioned it. Like you, you know, we're saying before, it was just like, this is how it is. But then looking back on it, waking up, I'm like, oh, how wrong yeah. this is to wake up feeling this way. I have a conversation once every two weeks with someone who says they're snoring, grinding, you're not sleeping well. And I'm like, and your life's about to change. If yeah, you yeah, yeah. Five minutes. Like, cause it's, it's so obvious that it's not like I'm this know-it-all. It's like, I know the problem. Exactly. And then you know, people on Facebook be like, oh, I'm sleeping my CPAP. You're like, why? Oh my yeah. God, why? That's even more opportunity to get bronchitis and lung infections than yeah. this simple retainer. So I think I get so passionate because I didn't even know what I was stepping into that you know day with Dr. Cortez. And mm-hmm. I trusted her and I went with my instinct and, uh, and I was also desperate as hell. <laughs> uh, and now like I said, I got like a nice phone, iPhone, and now it's all of a sudden I'm experiencing that like, oh, the right. effect where my life is just continuously getting better because I'm not aging because of my airway is collapsing. And, you know, my nostrils opened. So I actually had a nasal purge for over a year, which my nose actually, because of the expansion, all of this opened mm-hmm. and I smell things that are the chemicals I smell and like my shampoo and stuff. And like, I've adjusted a lot of that because of the, the smell. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have this super nose all of a sudden. And you never, uh, my taste buds are different. It's because yeah of opening your airway and expansion. And it's totally insane. When people, when I tell these stories, they, they're like, nah. And I'm like, would you like to see photos? And then I show them like the gradual photos of myself. And I'm like, this is me looking like a crackhead. 
like in jail one night. I've, I've seen that picture. Yeah, of you. It's, so yeah. it's unbelievable. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can even get, uh, maybe if you share it with me, I can post it on the page. Totally. Post- you know, absolutely. We're, we're actually running out of time. I'm sure we could keep talking for hours about this because we both are so passionate about it. But I think the main thing is anybody listening to you right now can hear that your life dramatically changed by um, being able to identify what the underlying problem was to everything that you were dealing with. And that's why we always say um, to anybody, like, if you're not feeling great, Think about the XYZ formula. And it's like this. If you have problem X, whatever it is, ask why, right? Don't just accept it. Ask why. And then make your, make your primary suspect your Zs because it's very possible that your sleep is making you tired. We have so many of us are getting this counterfeit sleep. If you want to check and see if you are showing any signs of counterfeit sleep, you can go to my website and take the quiz there and it'll help open your eyes. And the good thing is if you start thinking, oh my gosh, do I really have some kind of sleep problem? And that, that can be overwhelming. But the beauty of it is it, it, if you do recognize that you have a sleep problem, you all of a sudden have one problem to solve right? Everything else is actually just a symptom and it will resolve itself as you treat the underlying problem. And that's exactly what Lauren has, has shared today with us. So I'm so excited and so grateful that you've been able to come on. And if anybody, if you're listening to this and you want to see what Lauren actually looks like, she's beautiful. <laughs> you can go on to, um, you know, we'll have links to where you can see videos of the actual show too. So Lauren, once again, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to share your wonderful transformative story with us. I think we're going to inspire people with it. Thank you. Appreciate it. When you're ready for your aha moment, when you're ready to have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love, go to counterfeitsleep.com and take the counterfeit sleep screening. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question, is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.